Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's get out live now to Mike Morgan from ESPN. He'll be on the call for Ohio and Kentucky on Friday. He'll also be on the call for Charleston Southern and Georgia on Saturday, so we'll get a double dip of college hoops and college football. Mike joins us right now on the Roman Guest Line. Mike, how are you going to get all that done this weekend, man? When are you going to sleep? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make my wife drive in the middle of the night from Lexington to Georgia. That's, that's, that's number one. Wow. Uh, and then get a whole lot of sleep before Friday and after Saturday. That's, that's the strategy now. But it, it'll, be, uh, it'll be one of those fun challenges to kind of mix it up two sports, two days in a less than 24 hour period. So I'm looking forward to Man, it. I've never related to anybody because my wife actually drives and my buddies always give me a hard time, but I always like to do my work in the car. So I, you got a, you got a, you got a rider real, right there. That's, that's a rider. Feminists let their wife drive. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. She's a rider, right? Um, and I would do the same for her, by the way. She it's, it's a very reciprocal thing. It's all about teamwork. That's, 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 dream what, work. that's what it's all about. That's what marriage works. That's how it works. Uh, so let's talk about the college football playoff rankings. Anything that surprised you last night? I mean, we all figured Georgia was going to be the number one overall team since they're the only unbeaten team uh, other than Cincinnati. But anything surprised you with the rankings? Not really. I, I, other than the fact that we're, you know, we're rolling this poor guy out there, the committee chairman, to, to try and justify how Michigan is ahead of Michigan State, despite the fact they have the same record and Michigan State went head to head. Like no matter how many times you try to justify that or quantify that, you, you just look more and more silly. The thing is, what people forget, it's not his decision. It's the 13 people that vote for it in the room. They're the ones making that call. And they roll this poor sap out, and he has to justify it. It, it, it just sounds worse and worse every time he does it. Other than that, I, I mean, it's painfully predictable where it is right now. The Big Ten will work itself out because everybody's playing one another. And then, you know, I, I still think Cincinnati is a pipe dream. I, I still think that I don't see many scenarios where they get in. So when you look at the four that are in there now, there's some wiggle room here and there for a couple of other teams, maybe somebody from the Big 12, and that's about it. I mean, we don't have that many teams, quite frankly, that are still in this thing as long as it's only four teams. Mike, uh, Florida's Dan Mullen admitted that uh, his quarterback, Anthony Richardson, uh, hurt his knee in the hotel dancing the night before their South Carolina game. You've been doing this a long time. Uh, what's the most ridiculous injury you can remember happening to a football player? <laughs> you mean besides that one? <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I'm a Florida grad, so that one that one hits, ho- hits home a little <laughs> bit because it, it's just been a it's been a nightmare year for Dan Mullen uh, and that team all around. I mean, I'm used to the kind of stories where uh, clearly the guys went out partying the night before. And all of a sudden, <laughs> someone's got the flu and they can't participate. Yeah. It's what we call the the alcohol induced flu. Uh, but that, you know that that happens from time to time, both in football and basketball. Uh, I've never heard of a guy. And again, we're talking about the guy that they hope will be the face of the program. This is their stud quarterback that has been fighting to take over the starting job to go down dancing in the hotel room, that's right up there top five all time. That's kind of like uh, when George Bush uh, choked on, what was it, a peanut? The, the pop, 
the popcorn, pretzel. the pretzel. Yeah, and he hit his yeah. head on the coffee table. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like that. Um, just really quick, Alabama twenty and a half point favorite against uh, Arkansas at home. Kind of feels a little trappy to me. Kind of feels a little like the A and M A and M game to me. Uh, do you think Arkansas actually has a chance or or no? To cover or win? To cover. Hey. Oh, okay. Oh, to cover. Okay. Well, let's start with the winning part. I would say no. (laughs) Arkansas was a hot take. Mike Morgan here live (laughs) on BitMGM tonight. Well, you know what the thing is, is that if if we were to have this conversation in September, you remember Arkansas was was the darling. They they beat Texas. They beat Texas A&M, the same team that did beat Alabama, by the way. And Sam Pittman's been a great story, the job that he's done there. Look, if this game was played in September, I guarantee a lot of people would have been picking a potential upset, or at least the game that would be close. Arkansas, unfortunately, has come crashing down to earth. And all those years of poor recruiting, all those years of guys hitting the transfer portal and leaving the program has finally caught up. If you're looking at it strictly from a point spread world, which I know you guys do, it really is up to Alabama if they want to keep their foot on the gas or if they want to take it off in the second half. Because I don't think this game is going to be close third quarter. So then it's just a matter of do you keep the starters in? Do you keep uh, throwing the ball and trying to make big plays? Or do you just kind of play conservatively and, and, and give them a little bit of mercy? Mike, uh, what happened was they ran into Georgia. And then, you know, after that, Georgia changes night, you. Night. They, they change you a little bit. Um, uh, yes, let's, they did. Let's take a quick pivot to the NFL. we got a game tomorrow at 8.20 p.m. Of course, you know about this. The Patriots take on the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Falcons, man, they won a lot of people some money throughout the season. They play a lot of close games. But the Cowboys had some uh, some hate in their heart after Teddy Two Gloves came to town and embarrassed them at AT&T. So they got a 43-3 smacking of the Atlanta Falcons. But now the Falcons have a chance to, you know, try to stop this this uh, juggernaut right now, which is the New England Patriots. How do you imagine this game going? How can the Falcons stay competitive in this one? They're right now six-point underdogs, but they are at home. Maybe no Cordell Patterson. Just what are you seeing from this Falcons team? Because they are intriguing. If you're, like, even for, like, the casuals fan, you like Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan is still around. So you might, like, oh, I remember he won the MVP. But from a betting standpoint, six and a half or six points, rather, is intriguing for me to maybe take them to cover against a Patriots team that still is young. It, it, they're young, uh, and I would have loved some of the prop bets at the beginning of the year on Mac Jones because that kid has exceeded everybody's expectations, and I have a feeling the 49ers are going to rue the day they passed him up at number three, and, yeah. and Shanahan had him right there on the yeah. table. I, I mean, what he is doing, how many wide receivers can people name on that New England team? Like, uh, how, many, how many tight ends? How many? There, there's not like a ton of talent that he's working with and he's just dissecting opposing defenses. Obviously, Belichick, we know his track record. We know he has a lot to do with any success there. But I think Mac Jones becomes one of the steals of this draft, and he's one of the best stories of the season. To, to, to take it back to Atlanta, I love me some Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts is a perennial Pro Bowl tight end in the making, but there's just not a, a lot around him. And as somebody who watched Matt Ryan in his prime around here, to see where he is now, it's a little bit sad. We we all see it, right? We see it with those franchise quarterbacks. And you remember all those years where they were so good, and then they, they, they plateau and they start rolling down the hill. He's rolling down the hill. And I don't know how much longer he has around here. And so it's a weird deal because you, they've got a couple of young players to be excited about, and then they've just got voids all over the place. I, I'm, I'm not going to put my money on Atlanta for anything, if you ask me. I, I just <laughs> – 
I don't have a whole lot of faith in that Falcons team. Mike, if you did have to put your money somewhere, which team would you pick? Because it's like up and down all season long. Like we call it overreaction Mondays in one week. It <laughs> looks like the Chiefs are done. Then they win by a couple scores over the Raiders. And it's like, well, are the Chiefs back or is it just everything the Raiders are going through might be starting to affect them? Who do you like this year if you had to make a bet right now to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's a tough call. And, and like I, I just had uh, had the Chargers on, on Compass yeah. Radio and they're at home and everybody is starting to to get high on them and Justin Herbert, and they lay an egg at home. They lose the game at home to a, a Viking team that was scuffling at three and five going in. So it's like every time you think you have it figured out, like you think you have Dallas figured out, they lay an egg a couple weeks ago. I still think they're a very good team. I, I still think – I know Tampa's hitting a tough spot right now. Remember, they hit a real tough spot last year. Everybody wrote them off, and then all of a sudden they wind up winning the Super Bowl. So for me, as long as they've got Brady and eventually a healthy Gronk and that defense, Tampa is going to be up there in the NFC. Dallas is going to be up there in the NFC. And even the Rams, who just got humbled the other night, from a talent standpoint, there's no excuse for them not to be good. I'm not bailing on the Chiefs or the Bills in the AFC. Those, to me, are still the two most talented teams, still the best teams, and I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. So, Micah, you you did talk about how you call Vikings Chargers. Uh, they're both big up and down roller coaster teams for me that are very hard to bet. Uh, do you think one, both, or neither make the playoffs? I think the Chargers make it. They're still tied for first because the Raiders lost, and the Raiders clearly seem to be going through a tailspin with all they've been through. Uh, the Vikings, who. It's a tough one. I I I'd have to say no. I and, you know I have to I have to weigh everything now because you got that extra playoff team, right? So you got seven in each conference. Yeah. So when it was six, a team like that, you'd say no way. But now it's seven. I mean, whoever that seventh team is is going to be incredibly flawed, which they are, incredibly inconsistent, which they've been. So uh, it, what when you pose a question like that, my immediate reaction under the old playoff format would say no. Now under this one, I'm like, well, shoot, they could back back their way in like a lot of teams can. There's seven teams in each conference get to go. That seven team is not going to be very good. It's starting to look more and more like the NBA playoffs. So I, I would still wager no on Minnesota, yes on the Chargers. Mike, we only got about well, we got about two minutes here. So I want to ask you as a broadcaster, uh, when we talk about some of these top teams, we're looking at like storylines, which we all love, and we're looking at potential playoff meetings. What would you rather call as a broadcaster? A Super Bowl between Belichick versus Brady, Patriots versus Tampa Bay, which I think is possible, or Aaron Rodgers and the Packers against the Dallas Cowboys and Mike McCarthy? Oh, I'm I'm taking Brady versus Belichick all yeah. day long. You know, that, that game that we had a few weeks ago that was so hyped up and justifiably so, it was a real it was a real disappointment, right? Because it was like a movie with a great trailer and a terrible plot. The the actual game was in like a rainstorm, the weather sucked, nobody could get anything going. It was ugly, ugly, ugly. And Brady and the Bucks won it, but he didn't play great. And nobody played great. It was just blah. But if you could give me that matchup on a good weather condition day uh, in the Super Bowl, I would take that tomorrow. That would be a fantastic game if we can get it. Yeah, I completely agree. Thanks so much. And now have a good call both times this weekend. 
Guys, gals, Thanks, always enjoy Mike. it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mike. Mike Morgan on the Roman guest line. You can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. I just I love storylines. and the fa- You could get two quarterbacks and their former coaches who hate each other. That I think hug, it might be one of the biggest one of the biggest games in Super Bowl history. See, I almost lean Rodgers McCarthy not even like being a Green Bay homer just because we haven't seen those guys in the same area in a long time. We saw we know what Belichick and Brady are going to do, you know? Like Belichick goes up to him and gives him like the half-assed hug like right. I can't stand you and right. Brady's like, you know, up yours too. But they're not going to make big scenes and then have to answer more questions cuz neither of those dudes want that, especially Belichick. You know, Brady's probably a little bit more open. I watched Brady's um, Under Armour special last night. All 45 minutes of part one. How was it? It was all right. It goes through the first season when he just takes over for Drew Bledsoe. And it's actually kind of crazy. I Drew Bledsoe Vinny Testaverde the other night. It made me really People sad. Forget. Bledsoe talks about like how he was like trying to be the ultimate team guy and like root for Brady. But he talks about like after the season, he's on a ski lift by himself. And he's like, that's when it all hit me. And I just broke down and started crying. I almost started crying. Poor Whoa, guy. Who was crying? Tom? Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Uh, no, Bledsoe no, Bledsoe. Was Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe. But then, I, but then well, I remember. Tom, what a nice guy. He got a 10 year, $105 million deal before he went down. Those so. are some sweet, sweet, lucrative tears. Yeah, probably. How much of that was guaranteed, though? Probably. A that's, a great, that's a great question. It's not Kirk Cousins. Go back and look. Kirk Cousins yeah. first fully guaranteed I'd have quarterback. To go, that was history. early squirrely in the days when not all contracts were like 90%, 100% guaranteed. And Q, I got good news for you because you we were kept. Asking about the hard knocks. Uh, when is it going to start? When? Yeah. Give tonight. me an update. Tonight? Yeah. What time? Uh, I think 10 p.m. Eastern, I want right. to say. I'll check during the break. All the 60-inch the Indianapolis I want to see Carson Wentz scooting <laughs> around the facilities on two torn ankles. 